Hello everyone, we are back with another episode of the Young Foolish Podcast, and this week we do not have Raymond with us, unfortunately. We kind of uh, decided to record today a little bit last minute, and we just couldn't, we couldn't reach him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it has nothing to do with uh, how everything played out last week with this recording being, uh, unfortunately, once again. <laughs> I don't know, he couldn't upload it technically, Drive but uh, yeah. Either way, yeah, was able to sort out the problem last week, eventually just using the backup files, and I think it wasn't that bad quality-wise, so hopefully uh, well, you have the same opinion as me there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this week it's just going to be Lorenzo and me, and for the topic this week is actually something we've already talked about in real life between the two of us. Uh, actually, most recently last week, I think we've probably brought it up slightly, mm-hmm. uh, just briefly at different points before. But last week, uh, when we we're out in Vancouver, we actually talked a little bit about it, you know, a bit more than, than all the times before. And this week, we'll do it on the podcast and we'll probably add even more nuance and uh, actually just uh, have a more thought out conversation about it. And it might be a little bit shorter than our other episodes just because it's a little bit more niche the topic that i will introduce in a minute and also because raymond is not here with us uh so yeah let's just uh get right into it so there's really no very simple way to just you know give a label the topic Mm -hmm. so i'll just kind of do a brief kind of introduction i guess yeah exactly and really it's just kind of uh different perspectives and ways to think about feelings and states uh, of uh, people, Mm -hmm. right? And this also is very much related to a post I actually uh, have on the blog. So I talk about how I really don't like to think about it in one way, which Lorenz actually likes. And that way is actually very much related to what he's studying. (laughs) And... uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, essentially he likes to think about feelings and states, generally speaking, in terms of neurochemistry, you know, physiology, in terms of what's actually happening, you know, biologically, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I actually am not the biggest fan of that type of perspective. Um, I don't want to say I completely don't like it, and I also don't, you know, there, there's a lot more nuance to get into, and we will in this conversation. But for me, I definitely like to think about it a lot more in terms of experiential and emotionally. And um, I guess to start off, um, I'll kind of, I'll just kind of say the biggest reason why I think about it the way I do and why I don't like. Uh, the more biological way of looking at it, right? And for me, the best way and the simplest way I could put it is that it feels very dehumanizing and and it's mm-hmm. just kind of takes away from the, the life, in quotes, mm-hmm. uh, of it, right? That's, uh, that's kind of how it feels to me, you know, but uh, yeah, any initial thoughts on that? What is humanity, George? You know what I mean? It's like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, um... I don't know. To me, like... I don't see any difference in between... Mm-hmm. 
fundamentally, you know, any difference between okay. a human and like a monkey or something. It's just a much higher intelligence, as far as far as we can tell, and then by our definition of intelligence, and then that, that that's almost it. To be honest, that's it's weird. It's just like a different level of sentience, which is more aware of okay. human things. That to me is like the biggest thing, but. So to me, just thinking about it in like the biological way, that's no different than me like explaining the same sort of behavior in, say, monkeys or whatever, or some other animal, you know? When he says, like, okay, well, when the, uh, when the rats, you know, have this, this level of uh, testosterone or estrogen or whatever, you see this sort of behavior, you know, and we can see it in rats where if you, like, you give rats this, if you get male rats this uh, certain hormone, they produce... Uh, lordosis which is like a mating thing for them that they do right mm-hmm. and with humans it's just it's the same thing but it's just that down to 11 because we, we're just kind of unique in a lot of different ways and other ways that animals just sort of aren't like for example um, animals have pretty I guess predefined ways to determine status you know like the gorilla you know the most dominant gorilla is the most jacked gorilla who can like check around the other ones easily right until mm-hmm. he's dethroned and mutilated horribly by his other gorilla friends. I don't know. Um, but then in humans, it's just... It, it's the same thing, but it's just we're so smart, we can go about it in interesting ways, which is like where a lot of interesting psychology comes from. Because mm-hmm. then it's like... Um, for example, with status, it could be like, who's balling the hardest at the club, right? And the dude who's balling the hardest, you see the same sort of pattern activation that you might see in like... Uh, like I said earlier, like the dominant gorilla, mm-hmm. very similar to like the most balling motherfucker at the club, you know? Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, before you go any yeah. further, uh, just from like the stuff you've given, I, there's already a lot that I don't like about it, mm-hmm. right? So for one, I, I think the level of consciousness, the sentience that you're talking about, yeah, that part, I think it's massive. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's a part where I don't... Uh, that makes me not like thinking about it in a biological way because I think mm-hmm. we're able to be aware of so many of these things and because of that we're not just those biological aspects that I think you know you talk about these specific hormones or whatever uh, chemicals mm-hmm. in people's you know brains or animals brains right and you could look at these behaviors but I think having a specific level of hormones or whatever in a human's brain, you don't necessarily get the behavior because because of people's well human's level of consciousness and awareness. If they choose to, I believe that people are capable of kind of deciding how much certain things kind of affect them and how exactly they want to behave. Mm. Like I, I I believe in a much higher level of free will in terms of determining your own behaviors oh, yeah that, that's an interesting one right yeah. and uh and we'll get into that for sure but the other thing i don't like is the second part you said about kind of the social hierarchy and that type of thing right because uh for me not only do i not like looking at things in terms of the biological aspects i also don't mm-hmm. lo- like to look at it from the social aspects right i think mm-hmm. because what i try to, my best to do is to not let biological and social aspects affect me from being, uh, well, well, just not let it affect my behavior and kind of mindset. 
like I have a very specific idea of who I am, right? And yeah. that a lot of that and what I've talked about in other parts is kind of getting to know, just broaden your perspective as much as possible and then just shut down all influences from the outside and literally just be by yourself without anyone else or without any type of media or any of that and literally just think and be alone with your thoughts and also absolutely ignore all the different ways that you learn to see things from and just try to find that the way you actually think right because all the different ways that you're able to see things they are all kind of are already affecting you and those experiences are already kind of changing you yeah right so that's kind of what you want you don't want to be picking one and sticking with it you don't want to pick out your favorites and combine them you want to just shut everything out and really try to find the essence of who you are which is the very intangible right and that's because i believe in this type of very emotional very intangible and very experiential kind of way of finding yourself and deciding how you want to behave i just don't like you know right yeah i mean that that reminds me slightly of like dualism a little bit from back uh back in the day where there's a sort of separation between the body and mind um and that where the mind wasn't considered a just the sole product of the hmm. the brain right where it's like mm-hmm. or for example if you take it back far enough it was sort of like they, they thought about it as like the soul versus the body almost mm-hmm. um but i personally i don't know i it doesn't bother me at all to think that like consciousness and all that is just the biological process and like a result of that biological process it's to me it's like completely inseparable from it um I don't have a problem with that. I just I just think looking at it the way that people are now does not capture the nuances behind it. I think there's just more to it. If you're able to explain it much, much better than you're able to now with the way that, that kind of science is looking at it, then I'm okay with it. But currently, I, I just can't accept that, right? A lot of the stuff are just way too simple and just like animals. And I think people are just mm-hmm. much more complex than that like one example i'll give is that you know for me i, I don't get angry anymore yeah I, I, I used to be angry i've talked about this before but like once i'm able to see something just there's just no point to it and doesn't make my life better right mm-hmm. i'm able to just kind of shut it out i just yeah. i just stop right mm-hmm so th- there's like a lot of control I think people could have over their yeah. behavior and feelings and states. But I feel like if anything that goes that goes hand in hand with like the biological perspective a lot, um, because the better you understand those systems and the way they kind of interact with each other, and how they play with each other, you could better control it. You know. Um, I feel like I'm similar to an extent because I. I I'm pretty decent with emotional management, I think, mm-hmm. um, in the sense that I don't let myself get worked up uh, quite like that as well. It, it kind of depends on the situation, but like I, I can't remember the last time I was genuinely like mad at a specific person, like super angry at that one person, you know? Like, I, mm-hmm. 
I also just don't roll like that. I've been angry at situations before, man. Those fucking banks, bro. We don't talk about the fucking credit unions, bro. Fucking bitch ass mm-hmm. motherfuckers, bro. Um, <laughs> but I see. I don't know. I, I don't. To me, it's, it's just I. I don't get that sense of the intangibility. I don't know. I just don't see it. Okay. Yeah. Kind of, it kind of reminds me of Nietzsche's quote, like the human, all too human quote. It's just like, I don't know. No, but that, it, that mean, goes it, back it, into what is human, what is humanity, yeah. right? If you're going to use that quote, then it kind of goes back yeah. to yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Because, I mean, it, it, the science definitely can't explain everything yet. Like, we're, we're, no, we're no closer to understanding what creates consciousness, right? We can't. Uh, we can't really isolate mm-hmm. it anywhere because it's not one single process anywhere. You know, it's a very diffuse thing. Um, yeah, or like, for example, just understanding how memories works just on a mechanical level. Like just, just knowing that, like, for example, memories are spread diffusely acro- across, like, your neocortex, right? I feel like okay. that's just something interesting because then if you... Like, I, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but it's just it just makes complete sense. It's just knowing exactly how the computer works, and then you know how to work the computer. Something yeah, but that, that has nothing to do with feelings and states. Mm. You, you see what I mean? Like, that that's not part of what this conversation but feel, is. But feelings and states, I don't know, it's, it's kind of everything, almost. It's also interconnected. Like... Your limbic system, which does a great deal of the um, emotions, is impacted by the neocortex, which depends a lot on your sensory information that you're getting, mm-hmm. um, what you're paying attention to with the sensory information. So that depends on what brains that you already are in. You know, you're more susceptible to if you're if you're more active and more engaged in a movie, you're going to get more of an emotional response from it because mm-hmm. you're, you know, encoding more of that sensory information. When you encode more of that sensory information. Then you just see more stuff, and then it's like it, I don't know. To me, it's all just one big process, you know. You, yeah, but but here's 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 the impact everything, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you could talk about all of that, and I yeah. find that to be all very interesting. I have no problem with that at all. Yeah. Right. But from the same thing, people get different emotional responses, and they'll yeah. have the emotional responses to different extents, even though everything else could be the same. Every, every part of the process that like you've talked about. Yeah, but... Like, no, like obviously, yeah, people will be wired differently, right? Exactly, because every brain is different. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right? So, like, that that's a part of, like... That's, like... Then, you know, you have to... That's a part that's not specific enough for me to like the way that, mm-hmm. you know... Right? If you're able yeah. to f- pinpoint just exact, like, very precise combination of how everything exactly is working in every person's brain how like if you're able to control everything like that then i'll be okay with it Mm. but now they're just okay that's just not true for a lot of people that's very generalized right can you give an example of when it's generalized i think uh i think pretty pretty kind of um Close to what you're talking about towards the beginning. Um, 
Uh, what was the thing that you wanted to go back to? One of the very first thing that you that you described, I think that that's kind of example I want to give. I just can't remember. Was it the gorilla experiment? Was it the gorilla gorilla one? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just was exactly. Yeah, 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 right. So you know, you you're talking about how in animals like that, you know, you ha- you could have just I guess pick one type one area of the brain or one chemical or whatever then just kind of look at you know just changing various factors uh, within that mm-hmm. right in terms of levels in terms of like you know uh, amount of stimulation and those type of things and see yeah. the difference in behavior right mm-hmm. uh, I think in those animals oftentimes you'll get a pretty consistent mm-hmm. you know uh, result whereas I think in humans like even if for a specific group you get that like i just think there are gonna be a lot of outliers well i mean it's it's i mean it depends a lot when you're studying obviously mm-hmm. but like i said humans are just the most complex animals by far right but it, the that's the only difference is just the more complicated by a lot um mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of it's just because we're so smart you know we can just make connections with so many different things so mm-hmm. these things impact each other in so many different ways and there's some so many weird things that just happen out of nowhere it's the weirdest thing um yeah it's just it's crazy it gets so complicated yeah and, but, and uh, the thing is like that type of complexity right yeah as we've agreed drives a lot of different kind of responses and and just kind of just come there's just gonna be more variation there yeah right right which means that a lot of things that even like in the language that they use even in the studies is gonna be generalized or at least more generalized you see what i mean um yeah i could see that i could see that i mean yeah i mean it gets so complicated because, for example, I think the best example of this would just be any cultural differences. There's a big thing now where uh, this is happening a lot in just psychology in general, not just in like neuroscience. But okay. They'll have a bunch of studies on a certain thing, but it'll just be like white males from whatever. So now you got to go replicate it in mm-hmm. China, and then you got to replicate it in the Ukraine or whatever. Then you got to replicate mm-hmm. it with a whole bunch of different places, have a whole bunch of different people, and then it's like go oh, the different ages, and it's like okay, well, yeah. No, it gets really complicated, so it's it's hard. It's not like in animal studies where you can say like, "Yo, if you like give a chim- chimpanzee these these pills, he's like for sure gonna like fuck goldfish or something." I don't know. Okay. Um. But to me, like those studies and the understandings of the mechanisms underlying those studies, like knowing that in this population, for example, this mm-hmm. circuit is activated when this happens, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, then now you know how that mechanism works there. You can see how it works differently somewhere else. So, for example, uh, I think the status one is a nice one because that's pretty much all just socially uh, constructed. For the most part, that's all just that's something that's just people read on it. So, like, um, people at a, a good example that I heard from, I think it was Robert Sapolsky. They, I think they've done, like, uh, microdialysis studies or whatever. I think. I hope it's microdialysis. I have no idea. Where okay. they look at the, like, that's, I think it was, they, they were looking at the testosterone 
of people who would go to these charity events and they would donate money. And mm-hmm. based on testosterone, you could tell it was basically um, a social hierarchy type beat where the people who donated the most and um, yeah, the people who donated the most would end up having the biggest spikes in testosterone, which is really common across animals when they succeed in something or when they like beat somebody else in a certain um, field. So like if a deer is fighting another deer for mm-hmm. um, mating rights or something like that, then the winner gets a testosterone boost. Same thing in humans, but the difference is in humans, we just kind of constructed that high, uh, that kind of system. So it's all just social conditioning at that point, where it's just like, in that environment, you know that that's what happens. It's just, I don't know. It just makes the most sense, because then it's like, you're understanding how competition sort of works within humans better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, then, okay. Yeah, no, that's very interesting, right? So I'm totally cool with looking at it that way. Yeah. It's the other way around that that I'm really that I really don't like. It's like be, it's like it's like saying because this is how stuff works in the brain and then you try to, you know, do certain behaviors, right? Mm. Right. Yeah, I think it depends. You see what I mean? War 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 what you try to do is that you look at some behavior, then you try to explain it using uh, what the studies have shown even though like the situations are not exact and that person mm-hmm. like you don't know that person where exactly how their brain works you know what i mean that's true you can't get into their heads right. yeah that is very true. so so like whatever these studies is i know for sure a lot of them does not reflect the way my brain works right and my experience i think i just you know just there's way too many differences that you could mm. just pick out in a lot well, of the most the, basic things. The way that it's like roughly wired up is going to be the same. It's just you're going to have slight differences in, for example, like your day-to-day, like your default mode network is going to look very different from somebody else's, even though it's all basically the same thing. But a lot of it comes down to like lifestyle choices in your environment and how that impacts you already. So if you think about it, like somebody who is sleep-deprived all day, mm-hmm. um scrolling through Instagram all day, um, eating like the absolute worst food they could possibly eat all day and never working out ever. Their brains are obviously going to yep. look very different from yours, right? Versus, mm-hmm. um, you know, your brain is going to look very different from a Buddhist monk who just meditates all day. Mm-hmm. So, but at the end of the day, it's all same, it's still the same like hardware. It's just, it's been used differently. It's just like a muscle yep. or the body in general. It's just been kind of like used in a different way. So it's like, if I look at, for example, um, say an athlete, right? And I see like, oh, they jump the highest, they jump like this. Like, I could say, oh, my body doesn't work that same way. It does work that same way, mm-hmm. but it, it's totally different because the bodies are totally different. From I don't okay, know, I don't know if you can see what I'm trying to get at. I I, I see what you're trying to get at. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of coming back to a different thing about. that you're saying though, like. Um, once again, I don't have any problem with kind of the stuff you're saying. It's just that for me, like like I said, it's kind of the way you're seeing feelings and states of people, right? So for me, I'm not going to be sleep deprived. 
because emotionally and experientially that that whole entire kind of uh just the feelings and states of that isn't great like i don't really care what's exactly happening in terms of neurochemistry or you know just the actual biological aspect but i know how i feel you see what i mean so in my day-to-day life i'm always going to look at it like that i'm never going to be seeing okay what exactly is actually happening in terms of the the biology Mm. right and if i were to look at the biology and actually even worse if i actually have to look at the biology and then change how i live my life and then just like it feels very dehumanizing right then it feels just like a program you see what i mean yeah to me i mean so even what you're saying with the hardware and all that right so that's a part that's why i don't like about it so so i think we're getting to a point where you could very see uh the exact reasons of the diff the two ways of looking at it i mean i could definitely see how there's multiple ways to go about it from like the biological perspective and i think there's a lot of people who try to they got they, they get too lost in the sauce they focus too much on it right they don't focus enough on like the practical mm-hmm. elements of it that's why i like the human podcast so much because they explain everything they explain like the mechanisms and how you can manipulate them for like for example they have a bunch of episodes on sleep and he talks about like okay well you know like something as simple as like improving your sleep or something just understanding yep. your body naturally goes through fluctuations in in temperature and how that affects the um the body and brain and whatnot so then just knowing okay well maybe i, I would want to turn down the temperature a little bit right i feel like you wouldn't have an issue with that sort of stuff where it's like cognitively you now know that your body is designed to uh, kind of fluctuate uh, it with temperature. I think there's even mattresses they sell nowadays where it'll fluctuate the temperature for you to keep it like absolutely peak. Um, I think that would be fine, but it would never be to the point where it's like I would personally never be like I'm so sleep deprived, man. My dopamine whack, my serotonin whack, you know. Um, so yeah. Like so like the thing level, is, I I'll look at that. I'll look at that example, and for me, yeah, right. I'll, I'll just know that, hey, you know, I just sleep better if blah, 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 right? It's yeah. all very experiential rather than the actual explanation behind it, mm-hmm. right? Because that part doesn't do anything for me, right? But I feel like knowing the mechanisms and understanding how they work lets you leverage a lot of these different things differently. So whereas, like, if you hadn't known that before... Um, mm-hmm. and you didn't know that like, okay, well, it's supposed to fluctuate by this temperature or whatever. You, you might not ever like pay attention to that. You know, there's a lot of things that you might not realize that you're doing that impact your brain chemistry or, um, like your brain pattern activation as you're doing it. So for example, like sleeping with the covers on a lot of people go to sleep with a bunch of covers and they get super hot and they could be having way better sleep if they just like poke the foot out from under the sheets, you know, just as a little suggestion, like, you know, is your, your foot has so many, like, I mean, the thing is like, do you not just like, would you just not naturally do that? Or can you not reflect on that experience and find that solution yourself without understanding those things? You might not, right? You might not, you might just not get around to it, you know? Like, I don't think I would have done that. I don't know, man. I might have stuck my feet out to get a little... You'd rather be hot? No. I don't know. 
<laughs> Experientially, sometimes it's hard to come across those findings. Or, for example, uh, a really, really, really good one is the fucking sunlight thing. Um, where just getting sunlight in the morning, it, 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 it what's the word again? Entrains? Yeah, entrains. I think it entrains your circadian rhythm. But a lot of people, okay. especially if they're working super early and they get to work before the sun rises and then they're working indoors, mm-hmm. they might not get any of that sunlight. And just with the way some receptors in your eye in your eye work, literally there's a difference from overhead light versus just light coming in from the rest of the room, kind of like diffuse. So mm-hmm. legit, it can be it can be worth it in the morning sometimes to just sit in front of your window for a while as you do something, you know just to get that sunlight in and get the yeah. receptors there. And then that'll inhibit your melatonin, which will help you wake up a whole bunch. Um, also, for example, with the melatonin stuff, uh, there's a lot of talk about how like, oh, you know, blue light, you know, you gotta get rid of blue light before you sleep or whatever. It, but really it's all light, because as soon as you look at any light, your the receptors in your eyes immediately get to work, setting off a chain of events that basically almost immediately destroys all the melatonin that your brain is generated so if you wake up during the night and you check your screen on your phone or whatever for anything or you see a nice bright light it's game over bro your melatonin reset to zero so i feel like that's another example of just something that's good to know so like nowadays when i go if i wake up mm-hmm. at night and i need to go get some water i keep everything off i just traverse in the dark to make sure that i don't yeah. mess up that melatonin i can go back to sleep easier uh it's just little things like that but to me i i, I don't know even just understanding that it's just so, um, phys- yeah. just reducing it to just the physical process to me isn't at all the humanizing. I don't know. Okay, I see. I see the way you look at it. Um, yeah, I also think all of that is interesting, right? And that um, definitely could be useful to a lot of people, right? But like for me, once again, like one example that you gave about the light the sunlight early morning that type of thing right Mm. i do that i've been doing that right it makes my life much better yes sir but i don't i didn't do it because of that Mm. right i did it because oh i did it because of various reasons i've talked about it but anyway that experience overall it's just experientially once again it's just Mm. great Right, and that's what's gonna get me to do these things, right? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna I mean, look at why you know. So like, do you go on walks in the morning at all, or do you? Sometimes in the morning, but I go for walks in general. Walks in general, yeah. yeah. I mean, even just the act of moving forward that has an effect on like your eyes kind of sense that motion. Well, not your eyes per se, mm-hmm. but you have neurons that detect that like that forward movement motion in your visual yeah. um, cortex. And even just that gets you going. Like, so going for a walk in the morning is like one of the best things you can do for your brain, just to get you ready for the rest of the day. Um, mm-hmm. But based on like the research, and if you see what it does to your brain, like the reason why it feels so good, a lot of it has to do with that brain chemistry, right? Because um, mm-hmm. it, it just gets you going, you know. I guess the dopamine up. When the dopamine's up, everything's just uh, you're just more motivated to do stuff. You're gonna feel more energized for a lot of things. Even though it's not necessarily what's responsible for making you feel energetic, that's something else. Um, but experientially, the reason why, like, that's basically what I've gotten from the literature is like 
it will make your life better. It's just no, 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 dude. That that's dude. That that's yeah. that's the whole point, right? I don't I don't yeah. go to that part. The experientially is what you know. I don't I don't care how exactly stuff works. What is the same thing, right? And I'm not. No, the reasoning is different. The reasoning is all experiential, emotionally, right? I'm never gonna be looking at it. Okay, that's what it yeah. would do to my body, so I'm gonna do that, right? In fact, yeah. that might actually stop me from doing some things, right? Because of the way it feels, and it might actually stop me from getting some of the benefits because I kind of stop you myself from. Out of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. If it's like a mental thing, you could definitely perceive yourself out of getting some benefits from this sort of stuff. See, but it's a lot of it. It's like, literally like why, right? So, so if when I do these things, it's just great, right? It literally just makes my life better. But then if I start changing my behaviors and living a way where my reasoning and the intention behind it, it comes from literally what the studies have shown, how the brain works, then it's like. Why am I even, you know, why am I even living like this? Like, well, I think, I, I think, like what's example, the point, right? Like, it just takes away from the meaning and overall experience. It's just like, bro, I'm literally doing it because, like, this, like you know, it, it's just, you know, that's the part where I said earlier about how I don't want the biology and social aspects to kind of determine my behavior, right? Yeah, but then the more I know about certain to... things, the more conscious I will be. Like I could understand why behind it, right? So that's no problem. Like I yeah. just uh, reinforcement of why it works, right? So going yeah, that exactly. way, it's yeah. cool, right? But I'm not gonna yeah. look at okay, that's how it works. So I'm gonna live my life this way. Like I just can't be like that. That just feels like I mean, it sucks. I think if you're super dogmatic about it and like you like you're forcing yourself to do stuff because of like what the literature says is the best versus what mm -hmm. you feel is best for you because what the literature says is best for you might um, be totally different from what you want to do. I think most times the literature is good. Like for example, I'm really bad with this one. Like I know the literature all says like yo, uh, diurnal way better than nocturnal. Like nocturnal is not even a thing. Like even people who think they're night owls. They've done tests. I think mm -hmm. this is a really good one, for example. A lot of people legitimately think, I'm a night owl. I work better at night. Everything's better at night. But they've done studies where they've like taken people who self-identify as like, night owls and like sleep okay. um, pretty late. And they've forced them to like go to sleep earlier. Um, no naps during the day. They like they make sure that the sleep schedule is like, on point. They fix it up so it's like in line with a more regular schedule. And they see just baseline improvements and pretty much all the metrics you could ask for. So it's like, <laughs> are you really a night owl? Mm -hmm. Or do you just think you're a night owl, night owl right? Um, some people might actually be like super miserable doing that. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So once again, like, okay, so that that's actually a really great example for kind of my perspective, right? Because like you could say all oh, the base level of this and that is better, right? But overall, they could feel like their life is worse because of that lifestyle change, right? Mm -hmm. That might be taking away from, there might be some experiences that they're not able to have because of that, that sleep schedule, right? Mm -hmm. That's true, yeah. I mean, I, I forget what it was that they were measuring. I don't, uh, yeah, I forgot what it was that they were measuring, which is, because if they were measuring just um, hormones of stuff in the brain, that's not as interesting as something else. 
that they would be measuring like reported happiness or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, once again, very interesting, very yeah. interesting study, and and like, I like this type of yeah. stuff. I just don't like to think about my everyday life in that way, and I wouldn't yeah. live and would change how I live my everyday life using those type of reasoning, right? So I think that's that's definitely much more kind of specific in how I see it. Rather than just saying overall, I don't like that, like, right? And I that's one of the reasons why even in the beginning, I kind of yeah. No, I'm just saying like in the beginning of this conversation, I kind of said, you know, it's not exactly. I kind of already gave a disclaimer about how it's not quite that simple. There's like specific things I don't like about it, and it's like, you know, different aspects I don't like about it. And right now, I've kind of given a lot of those type of nuance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, a lot of it, it it's kind of like the rest of the body, like, I mean, I've, I've been looking at a whole bunch of, like, movement stuff lately, so I've been, like, on some next-level hippie mm-hmm. stuff where it's like, yo, bro, there is no separation between the nervous system and the rest of the body, if you really think about it. Um, but it, it, the way I see it is sort of, like, um, understanding certain, like, physiological principles for, like, exercise and whatnot. And how you can apply okay. that to, um, say, when you're playing games or whatever, or you're playing sports, or when you're working out and you're kind of, like, figuring out what it is to do. I think it's similar to that. Like, um, there's a lot of different ways to do things. But the better you understand the mechanisms behind how, like, your muscles work and how your tendons work and how all that stuff works, mm-hmm. the better you can... It just sort of opens up more tools for you, you know? Um I mean that that's totally fair. Wish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that at all. I, I think that's great, and I think you know I'm not saying people should look at it my way. I'm just saying this is the way I look oh, at yeah. it, right? And yeah, this is why I feel about it. So everything you're saying is absolutely true, and I think a lot of people will really benefit from looking at it the way and the way you do, and actually looking at more of the studies, understanding all those things, and once again have those tools and decide, right? So um, I'm just trying to say, like, I don't look at it that way for these reasons. And there are specific aspects about looking at it that way that I personally don't like. You know, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's essentially what I'm talking about here. Right. Yeah. And uh, even with the example that you're you're giving with working out. So this is separate from feelings and states right? this is working out. Right. So for me, everything in my life is looking at it in the way I do. Right. So there's stuff I do in terms of working out. I know it's not the most efficient, right? Mm-hmm. I know yeah. it's not, you know, the the best for various reasons. But I'm going to do them because I like doing them, right? Mm-hmm. So everything is kind of based on that type of experiential thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'd, say that, I'd say like it's fair, but it, like you you knowing that maybe it's not the most effective way to do something or something like that, I, does that take away from the doing of it? You know? No. Like, I, don't, I don't know, because to me, like, like so, some sometimes I didn't know it's the most efficient way going into it. Other times I already knew it's not the most efficient way going into it, right? And in both cases, I decided to do that the way I'm doing it anyway, because yeah. I like that way better. I get yeah, more yeah. out of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. See. It, 
that's sort of the same same way that I kind of view the states and feelings thing. It's like if I can understand how the states work and like mm-hmm. what can sort of influence them. I mean, it's obviously very yeah. complicated. Like that when you get to, to like emotions, it gets really uh, finicky. God, what was it again? I remember there was like a big debate at some point about whether or not we should even study that sort of stuff way back in the beginning of psychology. I forget what that was. Oh, yeah, there was this whole thing with, um, God, what was it called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, oh, it was like this big thing. It was this huge thing where it's like a lot, there was like a schism. Like there was one school that mm-hmm. I think it was a behaviorism or something like that. That basically just said we should only study what is directly observable. That was before we had all like the brain imaging tools, obviously. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And then there was some other people who, yeah, I think it was with the Wunt. I, I think his last name was Wunt or whatever. He was one of the first ones, one of the OGs. Mm-hmm. They just said, nah, I don't give a fuck if I can't directly observe it. I'm going to try to measure it anyways, bro. And they just give like, okay. these people massive, they try to train people on these questionnaires or whatever it was. It was weird. Yeah. Didn't work out too well for him back then. But nowadays we can look inside the brain so we know exactly what's mm-hmm. going on. So, yeah, I think... You know what? I'll, I'll think I'll send you this one TED talk that Robert Sapolsky did because I think he explained it okay. really well. Yeah. Where it's like you can look at the. Um, oh yeah, it was so good. He talked. Oh man, dude, honestly, we got to watch that on Discord afterwards, bro. It was such a good tech talk. Sure. Talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree with that. I think it's interesting to know all these things, right? Mm-hmm. I just yeah. don't look at my life using it. And I don't decide my behaviors based on them, right? Yeah. It's just kind of a separate thing that it's just interesting to look at. Oh yeah, like it, it's like yeah. a lot of like the social, the social kind of uh, well, either psychology or just I don't even know what exactly to label it, but people just kind of commentating on behaviors. In, in just society and groups of people in general, mm-hmm. right? And uh, just how scientific some of those theories are are obviously debatable. But it's it's also interesting knowing those type of things, right? But I'm not gonna change how I behave because of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, totally it's always it? it's always that type of thing. Yeah, all all, all of that type of thing is just interesting to look at. You know, it's not. Like, like I think it's very important to just broaden your perspective overall pretty much as much as you can. But then, I've already said this, you got to shut yourself off from everyone and everything, right? So not talking to anyone and not looking at anything online. We're not reading anything, not listening to anything. And literally be alone with your thoughts, right? And figure out how you want to live your life and mm-hmm. what you would do in various situations, right? So I think yeah. your essence is, like, I, I really think like who you are and, and all that type of thing, like it should be the same even if you lose all your memories, right? It should mm-hmm. just kind of be literally how, how you're wired with all of the complexities that currently people can't explain, right? Mm. Whereas a lot of people nowadays are that, uh, very affected by their environments and um, 
well chemicals as well you know people who use drugs and alcohol and uh uh you know obviously uh, stuff like adderall or just phone addiction and, and various stuff like that i think yeah all of those things kind of affect people and kind of stare them away from figuring out who they really are right and i think the other reason why people don't really know who they are is because they just haven't reached out to all the different information that's out there and let that kind of uh get them more perspective so they're able to actually isolate who they are from their environment and those other kind of mm -hmm. things that are always affecting them right because in certain situations you could you could always say okay yeah, of course that guy's gonna be that guy because of like their upbringing or because of like uh certain things that, that they've always just done right but mm -hmm. that's you shouldn't just be that right yeah you might be but the chances of that is really really low right the chance of you being exactly uh the person that your environment made you to be i, I think that is very very low right so yeah so that's yeah. kind of my idea on who I a mean, person yeah. is and that I mean, definitely is part of this conversation because yeah that's sure. gonna because i see it like that obviously i'm not gonna be thinking of it the way you're kind of thinking about it yeah i mean the way i see that is that we are like i think we are products of our environment like 100 percent. because if you think about it if you take george point zero you know like fresh out the mm -hmm. womb nothing no experience yeah they had nothing they had no speech they had no you know, barely they, they can barely even process the world you know what i mean like if you yeah but 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 dude I'm, I'm talking about direct products right where it's very obvious lines and that's why i talk so much about broadening your perspective because being able to see how other people live in different times and different places mm -hmm. different lifestyle that's out there and all these different ways to see everything and then having all of those perspective within you you're no longer a direct product for your environment okay, because yeah. you, you're able to essentially look at it from all of these different things. And then the next step I talk about is shutting all of that out, including your own, and then really just be isolated completely in your own thoughts, then figure out what exactly you would do, right? So it's not someone that you learned about in history would do. It's not your friend from a different country would do. It's not who you've, it's not what you would do in your, like in, in your upbringing. It's all of those things and none of those things at the same time, because you're able to see from all of those things and you chose to shut all of it out and really just try to look at it. Okay. Now that I know all of yeah, these things and I'm choosing not to look at it from any specific way, what would I actually do? Right? So that's, that's kind of how I see to escape it and figure out who you are. Mm, I see, I see. That's a very interesting, yeah, that's pretty interesting, I like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, I think neuroscientists are just uh, kind of pessimistic about free will, to be honest, just in general, so I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, yeah, once again, I, it's almost, it reminds me a lot of dualism, 
which mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of my thoughts on that. To be honest, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, like the thing about yeah. free will is just like I'm not saying that people have free will. I'm just saying the level of free will is more of a spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Rather than you're literally just a straight line and that's everything just completely determined versus you could literally choose everything, right? Like it's a spectrum and I think you could push it to a certain point, right? Yeah. So I I agree. I'm pretty pessimistic about actual free will, but I think within the choices that we do have, people aren't really taking advantage of those and they're not realizing everything and that's one of the reasons that i always talk so much about intentionality of actually just choosing right and even in my decision making process like what i talk about is that knowing the situation you're in and the options you have and then deciding okay these are the potential consequences of each of the options these are what i get out of these potential options then choosing the one that actually makes the most sense for you the thing that overall you get the most out of, the things that you're okay with all the potential consequences, right? So so it's that type of uh, free will. People will say you, have, you don't have a choice. I say everything is a choice, right? Yes, sir. It doesn't mean you have all the choices available to you, but you always have some choices, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, uh, I had to do uh, this. Just like, no, you could have done something else. Even in a situation where people like, uh, point a point a gun to your head. That's literally a choice right there. You either do what they tell you to do, or you uh, see what's gonna happen if you don't do it. Maybe you get shot. Maybe they let you go, or whatever. Or you could also try to fight it. Who knows what's that gonna lead to? You don't know, but there's always a choice. You gotta look at the potential consequences, and you gotta look at what you get out of each one. You just gotta choose the one that makes the most sense to you right there's a there's a range right there's always some choices mm-hmm. that's facts that's yeah yeah i like a lot of what you're saying it's rude because some parts of it remind me a lot of dualism which is kind of incompatible mm-hmm. with the way that i look at it and then a lot of other stuff that you're saying too is makes perfect sense it's almost totally compatible with um kind of my perspective on it yeah like for example like um the way you were when we were talking about like exercise and like knowing that i'm not doing this the most efficient way that's very similar to what i do because like i know all the research about how bad it is to be a night owl and i still do it anyways bro you know um but Mm -hmm. again it's just kind of nice knowing that like okay well it i don't know like for example the night owl stuff like i know for a fact that my reaction times aren't as good um on all that jazz and I, I know all the downsides mm-hmm. to it but I know that if I at some point wanted to improve those things I would just have to stop being an idol and then now I know like okay well boost to my reaction times boost to this boost to that or whatever all that jazz um, I think it's very simple yeah it's all yeah, just I potential just consequences and, and yeah. things you get out of it yeah and just choosing and guess, whatever makes sense to you right it's the same reason I brought up yeah. the, the, the most the more extreme example of someone committing a crime and how I prefer that person to ha- to not have regret or remorse because they've actually thought through it. Mm-hmm. They, they, they understand exactly what it is that they did 
right before they actually end up doing it right and they're okay with it that's I, i'm not saying i like who they are i'm not saying i like what they did but yeah. i like that type of decision making yeah. process because you're not going to have regrets right you're you're not going to end up in situations that you don't want to be in because you already saw the situations that you could be in and you're okay with that before you go into it right mm, so, so then i feel like that that's that's kind of a nice point to bring up the states again cuz the decision that you are going to make, I feel, is going to be, at least for the vast, vast majority of people, not just George, because George, bro, you're like N of one, bro. Only one George on the planet, brother. Um, but for example, somebody who's about to go commit a crime, whatever, mm-hmm. they, I actually have no idea. I'm sure they've done research on it before. Um, they probably got a whole randomized control group of uh, people who are about to commit a crime. Um, <laughs> but... I like the recklessness to go commit a lot of these crimes. They they weren't in like a good mental headspace. Not even just necessarily off of drugs or whatever, but a lot of times mm-hmm. those people might have like some serious crazy spikes in something. Mm-hmm. Um, like their dopamine might be through the roof and they just might like they really want to get this new fucking I don't know, Gucci purse or something, so they're gonna go rob somebody for it. Mm-hmm. Or something, right? Um Whereas, like, somebody, you, who's always very, like, well, you're always very grounded in kind of, like, your emotional state. You seem always very aware of it. Yeah. Um, so, you'd never let yourself get to, like, that point where you're, where you could justify robbing somebody for a Gucci purse, right? But then that person goes, they, they yeah. rob the person for the Gucci purse. And even though at the moment when they went to go rob the purse, they were, like, dead set, like, yeah, I thought it through, we're good, we're chilling. Of course, they're gonna go mm-hmm. regret it later on if they get caught or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, they might even regret it if they don't get caught later on if they when they're in like a more like normal headspace sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that in that moment, it the way that it feels to that criminal, it's it's gonna it just I don't know, it just makes sense. It's just like when two dudes fight over a girl. It's literally the most chimpanzee activity you could possibly do, like complete chimp level shit. But uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just, if you ask either of them, it's like, yeah, sure, the fight was stupid, obviously, but in the moment, it feels right to them. You know, and it feels right to them because it's like their brain state. That's just what their brain is telling them to do at that one point. You know? Yeah, and uh, actually, I think uh, it's, I mean, those are good examples, but there are also some other examples that I have heard over the last couple of years, actually. Uh, all of which makes me think that, you know, when I talk about all these things, when I have all of these thoughts and these ideas and these perspectives out there publicly, and um, yeah, I'm just not as confident that they are actually as impactful as they might be because I literally just don't think that some people are actually capable of thinking through everything like that. I, I genuinely don't think that some people have the capacity to do that. I think yeah, some criminals kind of literally end up, yeah, I think some criminals yeah. end up in their situation that they're in literally because they can't actually think straight, quote to quote, you know, whatever that means, whatever the threshold or, you know, in terms of uh, biological speaking, uh, the limit for that is, right? I think... Mm-hmm a lot of people in that situation literally have just certain abnormalities 
in terms of the way their brain is wired right yeah i i literally just don't you know if criminals actually thought the way i was describing right you would just straight up have a lot less criminals first of all i mean a lot of it is so social right because if you think about like um like just the fact that in more impoverished communities you see this happen more often right it's just the Mm -hmm. environment that it's in like if everyone you know is already in a gang and everyone's doing all the gang banging and shit and doing a whole bunch of like criminal activities Mm-hmm. You're much more likely to just think that way. Like a lot, a lot of these people who I think you're talking about, who just seem to have like this completely ridiculous. Like, there's a lot of crazy stories out of Toronto, bro. Like with some of the shit that goes down over there. Like nobody in their right minds can commit those crimes, bro. It's some bananas over there compared to stuff that goes down over here sometimes. More uh, Florida man's. More <laughs> Florida man's. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like that was like the environment that they grew up in like you mm-hmm. said they they haven't like expanded their um how do you say perspective the, the perspectives yeah, exactly. right like they, that's the only way they could see yeah. it they, they couldn't see that yeah. situation from any other way right because yeah. the same situation different people looking at it because they could see it very differently they could feel very differently about yeah, it like the same story right we, two people tell it and and exactly. turns up exactly exactly right so when you're able to you know see it from all these different ways whether that is through uh well having conversations like this right more it is through uh various media of reading of films right of documentaries where it is uh living in different places we're visiting different places and just observing how people live their lives and how people react to uh just common everyday situations Right, um, and obviously learning about history and how how things played out and how people different act, different people reacted to all these different situations. All of these things are just gonna gonna allow you yourself to see it from these different perspectives, as well as a combination of those perspectives. And also, depending on who you are, obviously, and how much you think allow you to see from new perspectives right uh because sometimes when you when you understand there are so many different ways to look at it and you start to question okay well how else can i look at it how else can i reason it right and that's actually one of the reasons why i like stand-up comedy right because they have interesting takes on things right they they try to uh defend various things in funny ways right okay that's a cool way of looking at it right mm-hmm. they, that's just different perspectives and that comes from uh, knowing knowing these uh, different things right and uh Mm -hmm. some of the other common things that you gotta understand uh if you know just because we do live in a society is just some fundamental concepts within you know uh finance and business with politics right Uh, okay the history of that especially pretty interesting Uh, how corrupt and how how certain things played out man yeah when you have that type of perspective understand all of that it's like okay i could i could i could see some new ways of looking at what's happening today right uh it's kind of it's one of the reasons why certain alternative history or uh those type of prediction videos we're talking about are interesting because they've looked at a lot of different ways uh things have played out and they're thinking about how different things could play out 
based on various reasonings, right? It, it's yeah. just thinking through and having different perspectives, and, and you know uh, it's interesting for sure. I was talking about those same videos with my sister the other day, and mm-hmm. it kind of made me realize that, like, well, I mean, I've always done it for a long time. It just this is the latest instance of it coming up, but like my IB history course, that mm-hmm. was eye-opening. That was crazy. Um, I mean, I've always sort of liked history. I always liked kind of understanding it. But until then, yep. if it wasn't the Romans or... Yeah, basically, if it wasn't the Romans or the Greeks, I wasn't interested, bro. <laughs> like, I was okay. like, ah, this is okay. lame. Because social yeah. studies, I don't want to fucking color none of it again, bro. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but in IB history, one of the biggest units was um, Imperial Russia. And then okay. later on in... I, I didn't take grade 12 IB history. But in history 12, I think, which I did take... Uh, they went over, was that just in, I forget if they went over Imperial Russia and the fall of Imperial Russia, or if we went over just Imperial Russia and then the Communist Revolution in grade 12. But just seeing how that went down and realizing that, like, mm-hmm. Russia's just this mm-hmm. fucking weird-ass country, bro. From, like, Dude, they, they've always been so weird. The craziest stuff just yeah. happened there. It doesn't matter yeah, what type of government they have or who's in charge. Weird stuff just ends up happening. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? They're just so weird. But it yeah. makes... Everything makes so much more sense. Like, um... Like, especially going into, like, the Ukraine war. Everyone's like, what the fuck? What, what, what's Russia doing? But knowing the historical context makes it make a lot more sense. Doesn't make it any better by any means. Mm-hmm. It's still just as horrible. But it makes sense, you know? I yeah. see it. I can yep. see why it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but like we've been absolutely incredibly lucky to have kind of grown up in the environments that we have and have uh, been able to live in uh, different countries as well as mm-hmm. just, you know, having, um, well, these type of educational either courses or just experiences in general mm-hmm. that we had a bit more perspective and understanding even at a younger age whereas a lot of people that you were talking about earlier they didn't have that they didn't have that when they were growing up right so you're straight up just a just a product or very very direct product of your environment and just like everyone else in that environment it's pretty much all the same right that just kind of how things are and that's just what people do right so until you could start having you know when you're when those people get older and they start having these newer experiences they're able to see the world a bit more or whatever a lot of them do you know reflect on those experiences okay whoa (laughs) that's crazy what's happening in the community and what has happened right yeah they themselves talk about it right so like it's just a very real thing and it's very unfortunate that you know they didn't have the type of well option right or that early on it's just literally the only thing that's kind of out there and that's another reason why so many people from there turned to music or sports uh because that it was like that was the only other thing that was available for them and that obviously you know in many ways they were just a direct product of that as well but being a direct product of that ended up you know just with better chances right and obviously later on when you have newer experiences when you meet people from other parts of the country other parts of the world 
But when you talk to, uh, well, for, for a lot of them, coaches, especially who have met a lot of people who have kind of uh, seen people go through what they're going through and just have a lot of, I don't know, life experience and knowledge, they're able to kind of help them out and at least allow them to see, okay, oh, wow, there, there are different, all these different other opportunities out there, different ways of living, right? And yeah, like all of that just makes me think about that issue and also kind of the issue of, you know, homelessness, right? And, and really a lot of all of those things kind of come down to uh, the next generation, right? It's the people growing up, right? When you're able to help them see the different opportunities that are out there and when you're able to see, allow them to see that, okay, some of those are actually accessible to me and possible for me, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then you're kind of establishing a much better base for yeah, for people, that, right? A much better start. It just because that's that's so true. Like, yeah, that just reminds me. That reminds me a lot. You know, soft white underbelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the videos he does with like a lot of a lot of girls uh, mm-hmm. from like the streets and whatnot. They go and like prostitute themselves on the streets. A lot of times, mm-hmm. there's this one in particular who's been sh- who's been trying to help out and get her out of like the street life or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think he's done it for multiple multiple women, but there's one in particular where my headphones just died. But um, can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Just when I'm talking, you might have to mute. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll finish up this point and then we can probably just do highlights of the week or something like that. No, but like. Uh, what ends up happening is they, the, that's the only thing they know. So they end up going back to it even though, like, at, at one point, this dude, Mark, I think his name is, had given her, like, a place to stay and was giving her, like, a decent allowance for her and her kid. And, like, within a few months, she's back on the streets, bro. Like, come on, man. But it was all she knew from, like, the age of 12 or whatever. It's like, yeah, uh, that's pretty tough. I don't know what I would do. That was my whole yeah. lifestyle from the age of 12 until, like, 20-something yeah so yeah like i saw i watch his videos sometimes but i also saw him going to skid row with this other american travel youtuber forget his name exactly uh bald guy yeah kind of famous Uh, but yeah they were uh they were just there and they were talking about what kind of his experience right but also just the problem in general and potential solutions to it and he was just saying like some people out here um, literally prefer to just be homeless like that because they just can't they, they literally just don't want to live uh, within out the constrictions uh, of like society like them having like imagining having a job and uh, needing to pay rent and all of these things it's just suffocating for them right like they literally just like can't live like that they they just don't want to live like that like it's it's very interesting obviously that's only some of them right uh but yeah a a lot of it just kind of has to do you know they've just only known that and they've only known that for so long and you want to see a massive change it's just like that's that's just tough right um yeah but before we actually 
go into highlights of the week and finish off. The only other thing I want to talk about in terms of the main point of this conversation is relating to something else I brought up here, I believe, as well as many other times, uh, either in blog posts or in real life. And that is kind of how I feel with the state of consciousness, right? So uh, just a quick point once again here is very much related to, well, why I like to look at things kind of more experientially and emotionally without looking at the actual biological reasoning behind that type of experience and emotion, right? Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's literally, you know, a lot of that just whether whether it's like whatever things that that'll make you, that'll bring you joy or euphoria or happiness or other things that'll uh, change some parts of your brain so you know you're more likely to do this or that like all those things like don't have appeal to me one of them is because if that's why it takes then there's just no point you know i just no longer get anything out of it like it's literally straight up like that right which is something we've talked about uh in real life the other day right like i i literally like i don't know why that is but that's just kind of how it is i'm not saying uh, it makes sense i'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing all i'm saying is that is my experience that's the way i feel about it and i can't you know i can't get myself to not feel about it i also the biggest reason why I can't get myself to not feel that way about it is because I don't have any good reason for myself to change the way I look at it, right? I I could uh, I could change my opinion about anything as long as I have an actual reason for me to do so. Essentially, uh, you know, brain is powerful like that, but it's also very difficult to really explain. But really, the, the the main point I wanted to bring up in terms of this and why I brought this into this conversation is that I, uh, I really appreciate, you know, the way you kind of look at everything. Because, you know, in the future, I'll most likely, you know, if not definitely, like very, very likely... Uh, to do like TRT at some point because I understand that there is a biological aspect to it and because how dedicated I am to keeping you know to be in the same state of consciousness right to kind of behave the way I would normally do and experience the same range of emotions on a day-to-day basis and all that type of stuff I'm gonna make sure that you know my testosterone levels in the future you know when it gets lower i'm gonna keep it the way it kind of is now right like i'm gonna do stuff that's gonna keep my neurochemistry the way that i am now because i want to stay as who i am and my idea of who i am is literally me right now how i've been kind of you know, since I, I figure out a lot of all these things about myself, right? So I understand there's a there's a biological aspect to this. I, I appreciate all that. I find it very interesting, like I've said many times. But like I'll literally, you know, use it to my advantage when it comes to something as important as that, right? I wouldn't do anything to change 
right? I, but I will do stuff to maintain because I have a very, very strict idea of who I am and, and my behavior and emotion and just feelings and states, which is this uh, episode, right? So, yeah, uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I think uh, it was very interesting. I think... Um, yeah, personally, I just don't make that distinction uh, between, like, maintain or it's just whatever it is that... Uh, like, I'll have a certain goal in mind, perhaps, and then I'll just use whatever tools I have to try to get to that goal, right? So, mm. yeah. No, but um, TRT... When you get older, I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Respectable, respectable. Joe Rogan yeah. type B. I may a, a lot more people than just him, but <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, now he's just one of the more well-known ones, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's definitely was cool. I mean, come on, that guy was clearly <laughs> such low, so low on testosterone when he harped on him, bro. Yeah. Clearly, that's funny. They, they even let him fight. Oh my god. Um yeah just the other thing that uh, i want to bring up because 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 you brought this up is that one of the one of the fundamental differences even deeper than the conversation we had today and everything that we've already explained is that you will have certain goals right then use whatever tools to get to that goal right whereas me it is once again very much experiential it's much more about the journey right so just like if that's what it takes to get to the goal i don't want it It, it's it's generally like that like goals are not just it's they're just not that important like like the process itself has to just i need to get enough out of the process to be going for the goal right so so that type of perspective and that type of insight, I feel like it's on an even deeper level than every other thing we've talked about today. So it's actually great that you brought up that point. Yeah, that is rather interesting. Maybe you should talk about that when uh, Randy gets here. Oh my goodness gracious, my camera fell down. Holy moly. Holy. Yeah, yeah well, maybe you, should, definitely, maybe yeah. you could uh, elaborate on that when Raymond's here too. Yeah. That might be interesting. Yeah, on the on the less uh, journey versus uh, destination, right? Mm-hmm. It's on there. All right, so uh, let's just finish off with the highlights of the week. Why don't you start? All right, uh, my week. Uh, last Friday was my birthday, so that was pretty lit. That was fun. Yes, sir. Did I already talk about that last week? I can't remember. Um, your camera has gone black, by the way. I know. I moved my laptop. Oh, okay. I see. I see. It just happened. Well, <laughs> other than that, just been climbing, having fun, hanging with friends, enjoying the summer. Yeah. Enjoying the nice weather. What about yourself, George? Uh, well, now that my camera is off, uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go over it pretty quickly, I guess, and finish it off. So for this week, yeah, pretty similar to you. Uh, happy belated birthday, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, just uh, play basketball a little bit. I was uh, at UBC uh, the other day with uh, Daniel, who's been on this podcast before, and that was actually uh, pretty good. 
it was uh, relatively productive and afterwards I got to play ball with him a little bit which is a, a very different experience it's pretty nice it's kind of similar to you know playing ball with you and only you but with a bit more enthusiasm right so it's a lot more of a me kind of coaching type uh, type deal than uh, the games we will actually play when we go out uh, to to the courts with the main group of people but really the major highlight of all of that is going to this uh, Thai restaurant in Vancouver Main Street so not downtown but a different part of Vancouver and uh, yeah just uh, I forget the name of it I would bring up but the food was so good the best Thai food I've ever had for sure and just um, the balance of all the different flavors because obviously with Thai food there's just so many different spices and all the dishes have so many different uh, flavors happening in the flavor profile right well a lot of like good restaurants able to capture those the exact balance of it isn't necessarily how I would really prefer it but this one the balance of every element within the flavor profile it just the balance is just perfect man like for me like like that was it like that that just yeah exact uh exactly exactly how i wanted thai food to taste it was delicious and i would definitely go again try some of their other dishes and maybe we could go again uh together uh and uh yeah that was uh pretty great so this was a very interesting conversation i think there were a lot of very very um actual useful stuff for people listening as well and i think this is it so we'll be back next week with a with another episode of the young foolish podcast hopefully with raymond thank you for listening thank you